Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. And it's wonderful to be with you again. You too. Yep. And actually, this is probably one of my going to be one of my favorite topics. I look forward to it. I think it's going to be a very good topic. Because I think when I first reached out to you, it was looking for a mentor. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this topic is one that I think is in that, in that category. It's about, it's mentoring. It's a mentoring type cat- category. So, because I want to talk about goals and, um, your mission in life, your passions, your desires, and like how to build a life that, so that fits those goals. Does that make sense? Right. Um, because personally, and I never shared this with you, but you know, maybe eight years ago, I started looking at my life more at, at, in terms of like, not what I want to have physically, you know, that house, that car, that job, but how do I want to feel and how do I want to spend my days? And your purpose in life. And my purpose. And so it completely like 180 how I, how I looked at things. And that was one of the reasons why I transitioned from being an ER doctor to an integrative doctor, because ER doctors are obviously very necessary. Um, but for me, that didn't fit with my personal mission. You know, my mission with patients, my mission in my personal life is obviously to spend time with my family and do the things I love to do, um, which is beyond the, spoke of, beyond the scope of this podcast. But my mission with my patients is to teach them how to live a balanced lifestyle so that their body works their body, mind, and spirit work in unison so that they can go out and do what they love to do and what their mission is. So so it totally just changed the trajectory of how I live and how I make decisions on what I do every day. Um, and I, I'd love to hear your take on that and how you live your life and how you've built your lifestyle around what your mission is. Okay. But first, I want to go back to the ER doctor because I would think the ER doctor reacts Yes. Doesn't have enough time to even think or have a purpose. Correct. Because there is so much stress and so much going on right. that you're just reacting to the situation. You're in emergency mode all the time. That must be tremendously stressful. It's tremendously stressful. And it's, you know, you're always reacting and you're always picking people up out of the dredges. You know, they're at the end of their rope. You know, there's obviously car accidents and gunshot wounds. Oh, the ER doctors are necessary. Right. But then some of these people are just like the, the very obese, diabetic hypertensive, having heart attacks. So that they're coming to you in the ER after years and years of bodily, physical, physical body abuse to get to the point where they're in the ER. Um, and so you're literally just reacting to them and you're, you're picking them up off the ground. But then what do you do for them? You put them right back out into society to go back to that life they were living, which is going to give them, bring them right back to you. We call them bounce backs. Right. So, <clears throat> but yeah, personally for me, that, that, life was very reactive and it translated into my personal life as well. So I just was always on high alert and reactive, you know, to everything. You're totally right about that. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy world. It is. It is. And so it took me a lot of work to transform that and change it. And it's still a work in progress. Um, but I had to basically retrain myself that not everything was an emergency and I could actually savor things in life. A good example of this is, you know, when you're a when you're a resident or an ER doctor, when you eat, you literally go back into the break room and you just like 
shovel it in because you don't, you know, you're busy. There's like 10 patients waiting for you. You haven't eaten in seven, eight hours. So you go back to the break room. There might be cookies and treats and cheese dips. There's always a, a big buffet of food. And then whatever meal you brought for yourself or whatever you got from the cafeteria, which used to be cheese curds for me, um, and sometimes donuts. And then... <laughs> And then you that just, was a long time it was ago. A long, it was a long time ago, but I'm, not, I'm being serious here. Right. And then you just shovel it in as fast as you can, and then you go back to work. And so um, you're eating in a state of fight or flight. Right. So how can you even digest that food? I mean, it was, it's, it's so mm. wrong in so many levels. And so I had to retrain myself to say, okay, I'm going to sit when I eat. I'm actually going to taste my food. I'm going to do it in a state of rest and not in a state of panic. So it's been, it's been a huge transition for me. But it's, it's what has helped me um, right. help my patients. And that's all what's, what counts too. Right, because I can see where they're coming from. Um, but, you know, I know, we, I know we've talked about your story, but it, it, at what point in your life, tell me about how you live your life day to day, how you set your goals, how you make your decisions <clears throat> on how you spend your time, because you're, you're a very busy man and have been for years. Yes, I have. So how do you, how do you manage that lifestyle? You know, if I had said something, if I had to say something to a person listening to this Mm -hmm. podcast uh, as to what they want to accomplish in life, um, I have come from probably the most, um, how should I say, the most unlikely person to succeed in life. And I'd like to say something to the people that are out there that you can have whatever you want and anything you want if it's in reason. Uh, and I'm not just saying material things, but I'm being, being successful. Um, I was dyslexic. Um, today, I still can't spell some of the simplest words. I can't do math. Um, you know, people said I would never succeed in my life. They said, first of all, I would have been the first person to go to jail out of my, out of my class. Uh, I would end up in prison because I was such a hellion on wheels. Um, and I, when I went out to take the SAT test for, for college, um, there was 184 of us that took the test. I was 182 uh, on the list. Wow. Um, they said, Terry, you will never, never succeed in college. You don't have the aptitude or the intelligence or the whatever to get through college. Wow. And because my friends went, I thought, hey, that's where I'm going to. And uh, I went to a Catholic college just down the road, and uh, my, uh, my mentor there, my instructor, said, Terry, you're in the wrong place. You shouldn't be here. And I said, really, why? Because he said, you just don't have it. You don't have the mental capacity to make it. You will never be successful. Seriously? Seriously. He said, you're going to waste your time. And uh, so what if I wanted to stay? I told, asked him. He said, well, you could stay. We'll love to take your money. Um, so I went to college. And I was there for about a year. I dropped out. Okay. Uh, I never went to class. I never did. Uh, you know, I was the most unlikely student right. in, in college. Right. But you know what? Out of the, what, 150 kids I graduated from? Right. With, I should say, from, from high school, uh, I probably have out-succeeded 99% of them. Yes, absolutely. Because I really, really am a big proponent for goal-setting. You know, most people don't realize how much power they have and how much responsibility they have of their own lives. But most people get up and go to work. And they don't think, what am I really doing? What is my purpose in life? Right. Uh, can I change what I'm doing? And how do I do that? 
And I have literally read hundreds and hundreds of books on motivation, Mm -hmm. inspiration, goal setting. I've gone to seminars. I've gone to day seminars. I've gone to two-week seminars. I've gone, you know, I spent a lifetime just understanding goal setting. Mm -hmm. And that's what has gotten me to where I am today is just knowing that this is what I want and I'm going to find a way to do it. So how I I love this concept because I was the same way. I just was, obviously I had to set goals to go to medical school and it worked, but, and I didn't know I was doing it, but I would set the goal. And then when you set the goal, you automatically do the things that get you to that goal. Right. Because the goal is there. So everything you do every day, you're thinking about that goal and you're making, you're doing activities that you know are going to get you to that goal. Um, But then, you know, once I got through medical school residency and I was kind of coasting for a while, I didn't think about that anymore. It was just kind of, it was Groundhog Day. It was just showing up for work, living, and just walking through the motions. Right. That's what I was doing for a while. Um, and then when I that when I had my my kind of 180 um, and I started to think about things differently and how do I want to feel and what are my goals, it, I look back over the years and I, I write, I, I keep journals, which I think is really, really important. I don't know if you do that too, um, but I keep journals and I look back through my journals over the last years and anything I wrote down and, and had a goal for, unless it was, you know, something really out there. <laughs> but, has, come, has come true. Has come true. Right. And sometimes I'll, I'll be down on myself or I'll say, oh, this didn't happen or I'm struggling in this area. And then I go back and look at my journals and I, I say, oh, my gosh, I, I, wanted the, I wanted my work-life balance to look like this. I wanted my job to look like this. I wanted this to look like this. And it, it all happened. And, and I, and I don't think it was anything magical. It wasn't like there was some, you know, magical crystal that made it happen. It was just literally goal setting. I would say, obviously there's a lot of spirituality involved as well. Um, but it was just that I set the goal and that everything I did from that day forward was in, with that intention in mind. And you it's move, as simple and, as that. Yeah. And you, you move forward to that position until you make, make, make the next goal. Right. Right. Um, you know, I have a very big belief in God. But I have also a very big belief because God's not going to do it for me. Right. Uh, but God will be there to support us. That's mm-hmm. what I believe. And uh, we can choose the goals because most people d- don't ever think about what they can select for a job. You know, you ask somebody, why are you working in this job? Well, I don't really like it, but I have to pay the bills. But why aren't you doing something you like? And why aren't you doing something that gives you a great purpose in life? And people, cho- people spend more time choosing the clothes they're going to wear for the day and what they're going to have for breakfast then they would set a goal to what they really want to do in life. Goal setting is very, very powerful. Now, some people might say, oh, that's all fairy airy. That's, you know, kind of, you know, crazy to think about setting goals. I've had people tell me that. Oh, Terry, I, that goal setting is crazy. You know, how do you know you're going to get there? Well, how do you know you're not going to get there? Right. You know? Yep. So set goals. Decide what you want to do in life. You know, I worked in a machine shop for about seven years, and I hated the machine shop. I'm, I'm not mechanically inclined to, to be reading blueprints, and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't for me. Um, so what I, what I really would concentrate on is I would always say I worked on a, I worked on a, worked on the machine shop where I could ta- have a lot of time to talk because these machines could run over and over and over and over again. And I always would talk to my friend. I said, I am going to find me a store and I'm going to have a store that I'm going to sell something and I'm going to be successful in the retail business. And I'm, I, he said, what are you going to sell? I said, I don't care if I sell rakes, shovels, and hose, but I'm going to sell something. I'm going to be successful in selling in retail. And it wasn't about 
you know, two years later, that, that was another long story, but somebody actually gave me a store. You know, sometimes these things can be so crazy. Right, right. You know, you, it's like, like the universe or God comes out and supports you in your endeavors because you are so adamant about accomplishing these goals that the, the goal overtakes you and becomes part of you. Yes. And you, you can see it, you can believe it, you can talk about it. And that's what you do. You use words that are encouraging, inspirational. You use words that are part of, you, of, the, of the goal that you want to accomplish. And I write down goals all the time. I don't journal, but I write goals you down write all down. the time. And I, 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 I write goals down that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yes. But I, I write like they're a Christmas list. Right, And right. I just keep writing. I don't care what it is. I don't care you know, if it sounds like it's impossible. If you read it and thought about it, yeah, that sounds impossible. But I write it down, I write it down, I write it down. And then I pick what I want as my five top goals. Yes. And I write them on a separate piece of paper. And those five goals I read every morning, every night. Yes. Until they become part of my life. And then I write down more goals, more. new goals. Yep. Right. Do you know that's what I did too? That's exactly what I did. When I, when I finally started thinking this way, I wrote them down. I picked the top five. I put them on note cards and yep. I laminated them. I didn't do that, but... It- laminated. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a very organized person. So for me to laminate something's a big deal. And I would every morning, they're, they're in my um, toiletry drawer. So where I keep my makeup and my lotions and things like that. Um, so every day, time I open that, they're sitting right there and I have to pull them and, and leaf through them. And mine were, uh, mine were on the mirror in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I have my five top goals there. And I would see them every morning when I look at what I'm shaving or what I'm doing. I look, look at the goals. I had them on the dashboard of my car. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly where I was going to go, what I was going to do when it was going to happen, and I would put a time limit on it. Right. By January 1st of year, year, whatever year, uh, that I would accomplish these goals. And you will, once in a while, I would miss it. But you know the old saying is, if you shoot for the moon and you don't get there, you might land up in the stars, right. which is pretty good too. Well, I think that's a good concept too, is that some people, uh, you also can't get fixated on your goals. So if you have it too regimented and you say, I want to be in this house with this person and everything's, like the goals are very concrete... You also have to let there be room for mystery because it might not turn out exactly how you wanted it, but you have to have trust that that's the way it's supposed to be. Because aren't aren't there times where you've had the goal and then it was totally different than what you expected, but then when you look at it retrospectively, you you can see why that happened. Right. That's why I keep God in my my goal setting as well because, you know, I don't, I, I can't get all the goals that I want, but, you know, you'll go further in life than anybody else if you do have the goal setting process. So, um, and so a couple points I want to make is that one thing I found in my own life is that just as much as you, as, as important it is to have these goals and to shine the light on things that you want and how you want your life to be, also realize that if you're constantly thinking of the negative, so if you're someone who wakes up and you're worried about your bills and you're negative about your job and you're hating your life and negative, 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 all that's going to happen is you're going to grow those negative things. I tell my patients, what you think of is what's going to grow. So if you're shining a light on those negative things, you're growing them. It's, it's, it's no different than turning a light on or watering a plant. Water what you want to grow. So you have to almost fake it till you make it. So if you wake up feeling negative, exactly. think just force the positive. Say, be, express gratitude for things that are positive in your life. Whatever you believe becomes your reality. Yes. Visualize these things that you want, even if you don't have them. You know, shine the light on what you want to grow, water what you want to grow. So I think, I think that's really important. Um, and then you already, already started talking about this a little bit, but 
what would be a, a good way for people to start doing this? Like what's a good ritual? So for me personally, I already said I journal. So I, I wake up every morning. I try to either pray slash meditate for five minutes. That's much, that's usually the most I can get five to 10 minutes before I do anything, before I turn the lights on, I have, maybe I turn them on just a little bit. And then, um, I either journal or write down some positive things, or I read the Bible or do some spiritual reading. Um, and that's, that's my ritual on how I do this. What, and you already alluded to that is almost my ritual too, because that's why God is my life. That's why the Bible is in my life. You know, Christ was the most inspirational person we could ever choose to, to follow. Um, all the things he has said, there are no things that are impossible. Everything is possible if you believe it. Right? I agree. Yes. Everything is possible. Everything, Everything is possible Everything. if you believe it. And as you believe it, it's possible. There's all these things have been said in the Bible over and over and over again. Uh, all, all the new inspirational speakers today are just copying what Christ said uh, thousands of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. If, uh, if that is your belief about Christ and about God. Um, so, you know, if things don't happen, okay, God. Take me to another path. And right. Start writing a, a new set of goals. Um, so everything uh, is, is part of your whole goal setting process. Um, so that we, we know that whatever we set down to is going to become our reality. Uh, so what I do in the morning, uh, I don't get out of bed right away. I spend five or ten minutes thinking about my goals. Mm-hmm. Thinking about how to achieve those goals. Uh, and I envision them. When I first started my first manufacturing company... I saw it before it was a possibility. I saw the company. I could see I could see these eighteen wheelers coming in, backing up to the to the dock to be loaded with products, That's so it incredible. could be shipped out. You know, you see it, and if you see it, you'll believe it. And if you believe it, it's possible. Yes. So I envision everything, everything that I would like to see in my life. I envision it before it happens. And I think um, you know probably one of the reasons why I reached out to you without even really knowing you that well, but you can tell, I could tell from your brand what kind of a person you were, is that when you envision these goals and you set them and you visual, and you do this process, if you're doing it with a good heart, with a good intention, because you're obviously doing it to help people, it's going to benefit you financially and you've had been able to live a nice lifestyle because of it. Oh, yes. But, but the core of it is goodness and helping other people. Yeah, the core is not money. No. The, the money will come. It's the money will follow. Do what you want and do what you right. love and help people and be a servant. We have to be a servant to others. Yes. And the money will flow and the right. money will come. Because I think that's where a lot of us get get hung up and I, I find myself getting hum, hung up on that too is like, okay, I got to pay the bills. I have this mortgage. And you know, so you start doing things that you know will give you the money and that's when things don't go as well. But you're focusing on the negative. Right. Paying the bills. Where am yes. I going to get the money? Right. So you're focusing on the wrong thing. Hey, I've got the money. It just isn't here right now. Right, right. But it'll come. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I I love this topic. And for me, I think I love it just because, uh, for a couple of reasons, because it allows me to be expansive in my thinking. It allows me to incorporate God into my thinking. Um, I know so many people don't even think about goals. They don't think that they have power over where their next stage in life is going to go. And, and I think far more important than any, any physical health endeavor, even far more important than your diet is, is in visualizing what you want your life to look like. And then that will make it easier for you to actually eat the healthy diet. It will make it easier for you to exercise all these things that we say are healthy. Why do you even want to do it if you don't have a good feeling about where you're going in life? Right. So I think it's really, really important. And the, the problem that we have today is because we live in a negative world. Everything is negative. We say things to our kids, oh, you can't do that. That's impossible. 
we'll never be able to afford that. We can't do that. Um, you know, you're too young, you're too old, you're too fat, you're too short, you don't have the education. All that doesn't mean anything. If you really, really want to accomplish something and you have a purpose and you know exactly what that is, but you've got to be very specific. You've got to know what you want. Right. And you've got to move toward that uh, with meditation, with goal setting, with prayer, uh, with believing in yourself, uh, which is the most important thing is to believe yourself, believe in yourself and love yourself mm-hmm. to know that God wants you to have these kind of things. Yes. We're children of God. Mm-hmm. God would not want us not to have less. I mean, and I even think we're sparks of divinity. I think, you know, there's a lot of people who talk about collective consciousness. And, you know, I think we're not only are we children of God, but we're part of him. And so he, right. he wants us. He wants only good for us. Right. So so um, if you're that person who is like, well, I have no idea what you, these guys are talking about. You know, I have a job. I have a mortgage. I have kids. I, I live my day, period. Um, I always tell my patients, think back to when you were a child. Like, think back to those times. When you were a child, what is it that you love to do? What came naturally? When did you feel most in flow? You know, when were you just in that in that happy spot? You know, I can look back in my childhood and tell you exactly what that was. And then think about how can I incorporate activities in my life now that make me feel that same way? And and just start just start thinking that way. And then the more you do that, the more you'll have an idea of what you're really good at and where you want to go next in life. And that seems super simple, but I think it can be really powerful. You know, there are so many people that have come to this country uh, because they wanted to be, they wanted to get the rewards of what America stood for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came from countries that they were poor, they didn't have an education, but they came here and they succeeded far beyond most Americans because they wanted to be inspired. They wanted to be motivated. They wanted to find the purpose in life. They wanted to be successful. Uh, and what I would like to say, I hope what comes out of this podcast is that you don't have to have an education. You don't have to go to college or the university. And I'm not taking that away from anybody because I think that's a great education for a lot of people. Right. Um, if you want to be a doctor like yourself, mm-hmm. you've got to have an education. Right. If you want to be a lawyer, you have to have education. You have to know how to operate. I don't want to have an uneducated doctor operating on no. me. <laughs> or I don't want a lawyer defending me who never went to school. Right. But if you want to be successful, if you want to be happy, if you want to have a purpose in life, if you want to enjoy all the, all the attributes of a successful life, anybody can do it. I don't care how little education you have. You know, I've met people... I have a really good friend. Um, he, he's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now we're talking material. But he has no education at all. He, he, he never went to school in his life. He dropped out of high school. But he made something out of himself because he believed in himself. And he had a goal of doing something. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't care how bad you feel today or how uneducated you are or if you're not the right shape. If people say you're too fat or you're too dumb or you should never go to school, I had all that thrown at me. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't stop you from being successful if you want to be successful. And all those other things, when you talk about about having to pay the bills and the mortgage and all that kind of stuff, that'll all happen by itself. Just concentrate on your goals and you'll become successful. Agree. Agree. So I hope that helps people. Um, I do too. Uh, and I, I think we have a, a way of people asking questions or giving feedback or things like that, right? 
So, so if, if you have questions, reach out to us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. In fact, I wrote a book on my life on how to become more successful. You did? Yes, the seven keys to unlimited achievement, personal achievement. And if anybody wants a copy of that book, I'd be more than happy to give it to them I was going to say, where can they find that? I'll give it to you free. Okay. Yep, you get free copy. I was going to say, <laughs> sign me up, Terry. All right. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you didn't give it to me already. I'll bring you a copy. Okay, sounds good. Well, always a pleasure to see you, and I'm excited to think about the next topic. Yeah. Um, enjoy I, your uh, next travel experience. Enjoy your next goal-setting experience. I can't wait to see what you do next. We can do we get amazing things because it's all based on what we think we should have and what we believe in ourselves and how we can be more successful. Yeah. Uh, don't, you know, don't give up. I mean, losers give up, but you can always be successful, whatever you do. I agree. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>